1: and business stories from all over the world. Now, you can learn more about Cinda on www.cinda.org. Now, we don't only bring you you thought leaders and business stories from all over the world. We have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And if you're new to the series, let me tell you what this series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact, globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence, digital transitions, and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance, generational management, and business values and ethics that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please listen to us live every Tuesday. 3 p.m. specific time. And if you miss us live, don't worry about it because we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and every major podcast platform. And if you'd like to connect with me, send me your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or go to my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. And you can send in your mail what you want to hear about. We're open to suggestions on the subjects that you want to hear on this show. And today we're going to have a really interesting subject because we're in the mid October already. And normally, very soon, we're starting with the holiday season and holiday parties, mistletoe, lighting the menorah, midnight mass, three kings celebrations, children sitting on Santa's laps, or just meeting a group of friends in the pub for a pint are the memories of a holidays past. But in 2020, we're adjusting to the new reality. Now, normally, December is a time of traditions. And part of the charm is knowing what's coming every year. We have a tendency to do the same things every year. But this year is going to be a little bit different. And it's not just our celebrations that we have to change, but it's how we prepare for the holidays and how we have preparation our traditional preparation traditional preparations such as shopping is going to change now the torrent of holiday shoppers in the run up to the holidays has been around almost as long as spiced wine and roasting chestnuts but many long-term long-standing traditions this year are on the verge of change. Early this year, we were all pushed into virtual reality, which ultimately changed not just our social habits. Instead of meeting in a bar, we were doing virtual Zoom cocktails, but it also changed our consumer behavior. Retail changed. And we are now approaching the biggest shopping time of the year for the Western world, and we're seeing that some retailers have adjusted and others are still trying to navigate this new world. And today we're going to take a look at what is happening in retail this holiday season and how enterprise can make the best of it and how the brick and mortar shops can survive and actually thrive if they position themselves correctly and attract not only New customers, but keep their existing customers. And we're talking today with Christopher Carfe. And since January 2020, Christopher has been the Vice President, Content and Productive Marketing Manager Director at. Duda, And Duda is a leading web design platform for companies that offer web design services to small businesses. Now, Duda serves all kinds of customers, from freelance web professionals to digital agencies, all the way up to largest hosting companies and online publishers. And you can learn about Duda under www.duda.co. Now, Christopher himself is a veteran of both startups and enterprise. He has a deep track record in developing marketing, customer community, and he's an evangelist programs for brands such as Adobe, H&R, Brock. Aruba Network. And just prior to joining Duda, he was at GoDaddy for six years where he headed up global content and community. He has an MS and MBA from Carnegie Mellon and a BS in computer science from Northwestern University. So Christopher, it's great, Chris, to have you on the show.
2: Thank you, Kimberly. I really appreciate the invitation and uh, looking forward to chatting today.
1: Yeah. So let, let's talk about what's going on. I mean, we've quickly transitioned to kind of an e-commerce due to the pandemic, um, but we're we're approaching the first holiday season since the pandemic. What do you think is going to happen this holiday season as far as habits, e-commerce?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think there are going to be a whole bunch of different changes in a couple of different things. One is sort of when things are Happening, things are going to start a lot earlier. You know, right now in mid-October, we're already starting to see things that you normally wouldn't see for another, you know, four or five, six weeks starting to spin up. You've got the the big retailers like uh, Amazon, which normally does their their Prime Day in July, doing it in early October, mid-October here, and a lot of the other big retailers are spinning up their big sales now as well and so we're seeing this really significant shifting of the calendar everything used to be you know jammed into the last four or five weeks of the year we're seeing things definitely spin uh, much longer in that uh, in that time frame now
1: yeah I mean i I know from from you know I'm getting emails already on sales and it's October now um, but you know usually traditionally Chris that that you know, in, uh, starting in America, you know, the day after Thanksgiving, this Black Friday was the biggest shopping day. And actually that carried over to Europe. Um, you know, they don't have Thanksgiving, but it was always that Friday, you know, with sales, um, what's going to happen this year around Black Friday? Is it, you know, Black October or,
2: you know? Yeah, it really is. The, the shopping season I think is going to be a lot longer this year. And there are, there are a couple of reasons for that. So, um, when you look at all of the different changes in the way people are purchasing and ordering things online, we saw all sorts of unexpected uh, supply chain things come up earlier this year. You know, people running out of various you know basics that they they thought they would have, and so I think there are, there are a couple of things happening. One is the the big retailers are trying to make sure that there is plenty of inventory and they have all of the things that they need because you know their supply chains are affected as well. More so since so much more is going to be delivered through door-to-door kind of delivery as opposed to people actually going out into physical stores, uh, they're trying to build in enough buffer time in there to make sure that they don't get caught in any sorts of logistics crunches in uh, trying to get things to you know shoppers and recipients before the before the holidays so i think all of this is going to spread out over a much much longer time and um you know that's going to have a, a number of different different ripple effects
1: yeah and and do you think you know with, with all this coming out online sooner and and people acting a little bit you know earlier now um one question i'm always wondering is this is this the new, you know, the new reality. Is this something generational? Um, you know, are is this e-commerce boom, you know, across all generations, or is it younger people? You know, how, how what are you seeing in consumer behavior?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it is across all different generations. Uh, some of the data that I'm seeing out there said that 71% of adults are going to do at least half of their shopping online this year. And that's you know crossing everything from Gen Z to millenn- millennials and Gen X and, and boomers. So I don't know if there is a generational aspect to it. It's more a folks have gotten used to doing this. They've gotten used to ordering things online. Or, you know, even having groceries delivered. We've seen this a lot in the in the states here where you know you just dial up what you want and whether it's from you know a smaller local place or you know one of the, the big chains like Costco or or Walmart, uh, just have the things delivered. And if, if you can do that in a couple of hours, it probably ends up taking less time than it would to actually venture out to the store. And I think that Comfort with doing that kind of shopping is translating into what we're going to see for the the holiday season as well.
1: Yeah, and, and you you were talking about the supply chain before, and and you know when you're thinking about e-commerce, um, you know we've all had great experiences, and we had some some bad experiences waiting for weeks and weeks for something. And you know, I'm already thinking now in October I, I need to send things to the United States from Europe, and I'm going to do it you know six weeks ahead, um, but. Just the the supply chain and the delivery. Do you think it's going to be really more door to door, or what do you think is going to happen with e-commerce and click and collect? Okay, that's quite big here in Europe right now.
2: Yeah, we're seeing we're seeing the same thing here in the the states. Almost any uh, organization that you know that we see out there, whether it's again a bigger. Uh, bigger chain or even small shops have figured out how to do this. And they needed to to do that over the last six months just to figure out how to survive. I think a lot of it was originally with businesses like restaurants figuring out that, oh, can't have people sitting in the dining room. We need to figure out how to handle takeaway and or delivery uh, or some combination of both. So I think there's going to be a lot more uh, click and collect, especially if folks are looking for quicker turnaround on those purchases. If the stores have things in stock, being able, again, to just order online, drive there, text them, or you know push a button on an app when you pull into the parking space. Somebody brings it out, don't have to interact in the store. Don't even have to get out of your car. That is going to be the thing that we'll see for things that are more sort of at the point of presence for things that folks might not have as much inventory at the local stores for. Uh, Those Mm -hmm. are the types of things I think will be a little bit more uh, door to door.
1: Mm-hmm. and and you said restaurants and i mean you of course biggest click and collect and I'm, i mean uh, do you think there's going to be a boom in that i mean it's already quite big now and it changed <laughs> since march but you know um i'm thinking about you know Parties, groups, families. I mean, we, you know, we're already limited to ten people now in Europe. But do you think that's going to kind of increase and and there's going to be an opportunity for restaurants over the next holiday season?
2: Yeah, I think it's going to be different. You know, in in years past, you had big corporate parties, big events, big you know dozens of folks showing up at at someone's house. I think they're going to be a lot more smaller, distributed types of things and. Especially local restaurants that have the the ability and have reached out and built relationships with their their local customers are going to have a, a really solid opportunity to handle those kinds of uh, family interactions and celebrations. I think the folks who figure out how to do distributed experiences will have a good time uh, or not necessarily a good time, but a, a good, mm. good season as well. You know, we see things on the, on the corporate side. There are a number of companies trying to figure out how do we do corporate events when everybody is working from home. And so whether it's mm. a, you know, a virtual wine tasting or virtual cheese pairing type of thing, there are new models that I think the, the necessity is forcing people to, to be a lot more creative.
1: Yeah, and I mean that's a great opportunity for also the brick and mortar, the local, because you know I'm not going to want to go so far to to you know um, pick up the wine or pick up the food. And um, we're going to take a short break, Christopher. And I, when we come back, I, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the local, and I want to talk about what you know the SMEs um, can actually do to ensure they get their share of holiday shoppers. Because you know Amazon's big out there, but you know. There's also the SMEs that are quite local, and they how did, can they position themselves? And for our listeners, we are talking to Christopher Carfi, and he is the vice president content and product marketing at Duda, and Duda is a leading web design platform for companies that offer web design services to small businesses, as well as enterprises, digital agencies, and more. And if you'd like to learn about Duda, please go to their website on www.duda.co, and Duda is also on Facebook under Duda, and they are on Twitter under Duda underscore Inc., and they are on LinkedIn under the company Duda. And if you want to reach out to Christopher, you can reach out to him on LinkedIn under C. Carfi, and that's C-A-R-F-I. And this show is also brought to you by Cinda, and Cinda holds virtual trainings, conferences, market research, and they do legislative white papers focused on digital. And if you'd like to learn more about Cinda... Please go to www.cinda.org for more information. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll come back and we're going to talk about SMBs.
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Small businesses are in trouble and it
4: didn't just start with COVID-19.
0: on
1: Voice America's business channel. And today we are talking with Christopher Coffey, and he's the Vice President of Content and Product Marketing um, of Product Marketing at Duda. And Duda is a web design platform for companies that offer web design services to small businesses. And if you want to learn about Duda, you can learn about Duda under www.duda.co. So we've been talking, Chris, about this whole construction consumer behavior change and shopping. And um, right before we talked about these local, these local brick, you know, SMEs and because um, Amazon's out there, Walmart's out there, but we want to, you know, how do the local shops, how did they get themselves ready for this first holiday season? You know, how did they, how do they invest? What do they have to do with their websites to get ready?
2: yeah i mean the the first is if they you know if they haven't gotten a lot of the the key e commerce things in place you know need to be starting you know best time would have been a couple of months ago you know second best time is is today, and making sure that a uh you know the website is up to date and modern and fast works well on mobile, making sure that if you do sell products that the, the e-commerce store is set up, starting to think about things like what is that delivery mechanism as we were, we we're talking about a couple of minutes ago, making sure that if you are offering click and collect or delivery or other kinds of of mechanisms, making sure that those those things work and are in place, and also starting to really think you know the the website is sort of the the anchor of the online presence but there are the other channels as well so if uh, you know if they have a an email list making sure that that email list is is up to date and working and starting to stay top of mind with with folks in the local area we see out in uh, the area that we live, there are a number of local businesses that you know once every every couple of weeks or so throughout the the summer have been staying in contact and so they're always in top of mind and so it's it's really you know making sure that the the technology and infrastructure is where it needs to be, and at the same time the relationships are there. There are so many people who I've talked to uh, at least anecdotally who are skewing their business in intentionally to purchasing more from local businesses because they want to support, you know, that core of, of the local economies. They want to support their local main streets. Um, You know, coffee uh, you know, we're, we're a big coffee household. I have three different, uh, small coffee providers and i sort of rotate around who we're ordering coffee from one in our local town here uh one in a, a small town in in colorado one in a, a small town just up the road here and so just trying to you know keep those relationships going and the, the local businesses need to be reaching out and need to be developing those relationships
1: mm-hmm. and um let's say they're not set up for e-commerce yet. Okay. And, and as you said, you know, Optimal would have been done that a couple of months ago. Um, but if they're not, you know, h- how do they, how do they get set up for it? You know, what do they have yeah. to do?
2: <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, it's making sure that their, their websites are, are set up and um, they are, fast. They have imagery for their their products that are, you know, the, the images and photographs are are beautiful. And there are plenty of ways that folks can do that themselves now, even with a, a smartphone camera. Uh, and a little bit of, of research online can figure out how to take product shots that look good if you don't have those already. It is Making sure that you have an e-commerce store integrated with your website, and you know, Duda, of course, and and the other providers out there all have ways of of doing that. Uh, it is making sure that the you know the payments are set up, making sure that you've thought through delivery and returns, and it's it's really. Um, you know, understanding what are the products that you're trying to sell, uh, understanding what products are potentially trending that you might mm-hmm. want to uh, add to your your catalog and just testing those those systems, you know, ordering things from yourself, ordering things from uh, um, or asking you know others who are uh, in your family or or community to, to order things just to just to make sure everything's working and. Um, and look at that whole end-to-end system of making sure the products look great on the site, product descriptions are set up so that they are findable in SEO. So if somebody searches something in in Google or comes to your site and searches, they can find that. Uh, Additionally, they can and should be thinking about once they're on-site, e-commerce is set up, starting to look at other distribution points for that information and that sales as well. So, you know, Facebook, Instagram, perhaps even Amazon as well, are all different places where a small business today can distribute their products and get visibility and awareness of those products, even if, you know, they're a a small, uh, small business.
1: Okay, and but I think the the wouldn't the ideal ideal would you want to have that e-commerce, um, in your website so you can bring people in there and keep them. So I mean, I'm there. Are, you know, there are two kinds of shoppers. Okay, the ones who shop at the last minute because they have to shop, you know, during the holidays, and then the browsers. And I'm a browser. Okay, and um, so how how can a how can a small business then come? Keep my attention and, and maybe communicate with me once I go onto their website.
2: so there are um, so on your on your first point absolutely I mean the website is the cornerstone of the the digital presence for a, a small business. If somebody is even searching online in Google for a local shop the the most common click they are going to get. And the first thing that most people do, even if they find something in a, a Google My Business listing, is click through and check out the website. They want to make mm-hmm. sure that the place is legit, especially with COVID. They want to make sure it's open um, if the hours have have changed and, and such. So they have to have that. And in the e-commerce realm, setting that online store up integrated with the website is step one. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the major e-commerce platforms for small business websites and whether, you know, small is setting up themselves or if they're working with an agency, all of the platforms out there, if you start with the website as the, as the kernel of the e-commerce strategy, all of those systems now integrate with Amazon, Facebook, uh, Instagram. And so, You can set up your inventory on your website and then connect it up to these other places. So you're not needing to set up these outposts where you're losing the connection. You want it to be on your site. There's um, a small business that was started by a number of friends a bunch of years ago called uh, Outlaw Soaps. And they've got really, really great products. Their website, their web presence is fantastic. Great storytelling, great emails, great Examples of here, you know, sort of a how I built this kind of um, model. And they do a really interesting thing where their really, really special, really, really unique products are only available on their website and they're more sort of general get attention sort of ones mm-hmm. they'll go out to the marketplaces with. So, um, you go out to the marketplace, you know. If you happen to discover them on Amazon and you buy their, you know, soap that looks like a uh, a rack of bacon, which is one of the things <laughs> that they used to have back in the day, and it was hysterical. It looked like a slab of bacon sitting there on your uh, on your counter. Um, you would get that, and when they would ship it. In there, it had you know their really quirky little newsletter. It would have little um, you know trinkets and toys that they would throw in there. It was you know bumper stickers, all this other stuff that would entice you to come to their website and find out more about them. And then once you had done that, you were exposed to all of these other unique things you could only get through the website, and also. Um, you can sign up for things like subscription boxes where every month or every other month you just get it and it becomes a movement from a one-time impulse purchase to that relationship. And that's, that's really the grail.
1: Yeah. I I think that's an important point because, because uh, a lot of, um, smaller brick and mortar, the SMEs, they don't really understand the integration or they don't understand, you know, what a marketplace is or what a Facebook or Instagram shop is. Can you kind of just talk a little bit about that? Um,
2: Certainly, certainly. Yeah. So um, over the last couple of years, uh, Facebook and Instagram have set up places on their sites. If you have a business page on facebook then you can set up a it's basically an online catalog that again is replicated from what you have on your website that shows your key products and over the last couple of years instagram has started tapping into that as well since they're you know they're part of the same company and on instagram now If you have a a Facebook shop, you can set up an Instagram shop as well. And what that means is you can connect up all of those different products that you have online and in instagram in the same way that you're posting pictures um, anytime you post a picture right now you can click on that picture and you can tag your friends and you can put their names Mm -hmm. on there now what you can also do is if you have that instagram shop set up you can tag your products in there so if you have a picture of you know someone standing there in a you know blazer and and boots with a bag um, you can tag that blazer and those boots and that bag and a little, you know, pop-up that says the name of, you know, you know, black, um, you know, knee-high boots, um, you know, you know, 98 euros and you click on that and that takes them, that takes the, the viewer to that page on the shop where they can then purchase. So all of this shopping is now integrated into all of these points of presence. And again, the, the website needs to be the starting place. These are all different other additional channels for awareness. And those are places where customers who aren't aware of you yet are. So you want to make sure that you can make them aware of you. And then once you've done that, then you want to find uh, creative ways to get them back to your website so you can actually own that relationship and have the connection with the customer as opposed to being disintermediated by Facebook or Instagram or, or Amazon.
1: Mm-hmm. And the connection with the customer, I mean, also, I, I would think one way is once that customer goes on there to capture them, you know, and and then get them um, on some kind of email list or, you know, Uh, you know, get them so that they're, you know, recognizing you. Um, Now, of course, you know, in Europe, we have GDPR. You guys in California have CCPA. Okay, Um, that's not hard. But what do you think of newsletters, you know, capturing content and getting newsletters out to customers once they've been on your website?
2: Critical. If you're not doing it, you're doing it wrong. Um, Mm -hmm. It is absolutely foundational. And there are you know it's it email is one of those channels that just keeps on going and folks f- keep finding new ways to to use it you know we're starting to see small businesses do it again if you've got if you've got a story if it's just an ad if it's just you know you're you're blasting out coupons every other week that's not helping mm-hmm. but if it is something that is bringing in personality and humanity and storytelling and examples of other you know inspirational things that have been done by people using your your products those are amazing amazing things that get that connection going and keep you top of mind for the, for the customer and, you know, being able to do that well. And the, the core is, it really is the storytelling. It Mm -hmm. is making sure that you are having that connection and that authenticity. And if somebody responds, you know, replying back to them, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's an amazing opportunity.
1: Yeah. and i want to I want to go into that a little bit more, but we 're going to take um a quick break because when we come back i want to I want to talk about that because you know once you get the website up there you 're out there you have the e commerce going it 's all about marketing and it 's getting that connection you 've talked about the distribution channels of of using instagram Facebook, but also that content and that 's what i'd like to talk about after the break. And for our listeners, we are talking with Christopher Carphy, and he is the Vice President, Content and Product uh, Marketing um, Vice President at Duda. And Duda is a leading web design platform for companies that offer web design services to small businesses. Now, you can learn more about Duda on their website at www.duda.co. And Duda is also on Facebook under Duda. And on Twitter under Duda underscore Inc. And on LinkedIn under the company DUDA. And if you'd like to reach out to Chris, he's also on LinkedIn under C Carfi. And that's C A R F I. So please do reach out to him. And if you have questions, you can contact me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. And this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. And Cinda holds virtual trainings conferences market research does legislative white papers all focused on digital so please go to www.cinda.org for more information and with that we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back
3: become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america small businesses are in trouble and it
4: didn't just start with COVID 19
0: are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program.
1: Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. I'm Kimberly Lewis your host. And t- today we're talking about getting ready for the holiday season and what businesses need to do and and how our cons- you know we as consumers are going to change and how things are changing this season. And we're talking with Christopher Carphy and he's Vice President Content and Product Marketing at Duda and Duda is a leading web design platform for companies that offer web design services to small businesses and if you want to learn a little bit more about Duda please go to www.duda.co so um chris you've been giving us some great insights on on e-commerce and and what you know, small businesses have to do. And we're talking about that content before we took a break. And um, I remember I I was buying some maple syrup online and I got the coolest thing, you know, they were sending me then um, newsletters with maple syrup recipes. I mean, it it was really great. So, I mean, how important is getting that content content correct and having it relate to your products and services
2: yeah it's it's foundational it's critical and it is in a number of different media now so you need to have you know the the written storytelling uh, correct and be able to to tell things that way being able to take those same kinds of stories and start thinking about how do you do it in video how do you start doing it in audio with with podcasts and such how do you take snippets of that and repurpose it and you know a good a good piece of content can get Repurposed in lots of different ways. You can take a great blog post and turn it into an infographic that uh, goes out on Pinterest, and you can take it and turn it into a you know a video that goes on your your YouTube channel. Um, you can take stills from said video and put them up on Instagram or use Instagram video. So the the concept is really come up with what is the the core story you're trying to tell, the core message you're trying to get out from and with a particular piece of content, and then figure out what are all the different ways we can repurpose this. And so we've already done the work, we've done the research, we've put all of these things together. What's the incremental work that we can do that is pretty straightforward that we can use to get a lot more mileage out of that? And the, the interesting thing that I've found over my career is the content is really important, distribution is perhaps even more important because you can have the most amazing content in the world. If nobody finds it, if nobody reads it, if nobody sees it, Mm -hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't time well spent. And so this is where things like um, SEO and promotion come into making sure you're actually getting the most out of that investment you've put in place in creating that piece of content.
1: Mm-hmm. And and um, I want to come to SEO in a minute, but just just to stay in the distribution. Uh, you know, what are some of the ways to distribute? I mean, there's social media, of course. I mean, um, uh, communities, online communities would would they be uh, you know interesting places to to post some of this content and get interaction?
2: Yes, and um, mm-hmm. you know, and the, and the, that and is a a big big and. Mm-hmm. If um, you know, communities are not places. Communities are people. Communities mm-hmm. are groups of individuals who have relationships with each other over time. And if you see, oh, here's a place where, you know, my target audience has a really, really strong community and you come charging in there with, hey, look at our new thing. And, you know, these are people who have been interacting with each other for a year or five years or eight years. Mm-hmm. So like, Who is this, you know, this rando who is just charging in, trying to sell us stuff, they will boot you out immediately. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, community is the people, it's not the place. That said, um, you know, as part of those communities, if you are actively engaging in them and being a part of them, then you earn the right, if you will, mm-hmm. to actually start sharing some of the cool stuff that you're working on, some of which is going to be connected to your business. But it's like you know a three to one or a five to one or a 10 to one ratio between places where you are engaging and answering other people's questions and helping them and hawking your own stuff. And Absolutely. It's it's okay yeah. to, you know, talk about the you know the great stuff that you're doing and the great problems you're solving for your customers, but if you come in and you're always sell, 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 you're gonna get muted yeah. muted or or booted.
1: Yeah. I mean I've seen that in LinkedIn groups and communities and things like that. You know, um, uh, you know, some of the communities I'm in, when something comes in and is like, "Well, where this, where'd this come from?" You know, <laughs> But right. uh, Exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. And when when you were talking about this content on this blog, what about um SEO? Because um you know SEO is is so important. Can you talk to us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, and it's um you know it is an uh, both an art and a Science and mm-hmm. you know, for for folks, if you haven't been you know deeply steeped in the the industry for a while, you know, SEO, search engine optimization, it's both on the words side and things that will be found in Google. And now, increasingly, you can really think about SEO in other places as well. You can think about it in the second largest search engine in the world, which is actually YouTube, um, mm-hmm. surprisingly enough. And YouTube SEO as a whole own discipline. Um, You can also think, you know, tying back to our earlier e-commerce conversation, thinking about how do you optimize for search if you are distributing in Amazon or even on your own site, if you have a store with a lot of products, how do you really describe those products? How do you come up with the descriptions? How do you come up with the categories they're grouped in? So if somebody is searching on your site, they are finding the things that they want. And the, the things that really tap into SEO, a couple of key things to be thinking about. Number one is if using SEO as the mechanism for discovering content is a key part of your strategy, you need to be creating content that people are searching for. If you have something Mm -hmm. that's a really, really narrow niche, very, very specific area, there might only be a hundred people on the planet searching for it every month. And so you can do this awesome thing and maybe you'll get those hundred people, but you're not going to have, you know, a thousand or 10,000 people come to your site for that thing, just because not that many people are looking at it. The other Mm -hmm. aspect is how stiff is the competition around that term? And it, it, again, is a delicate balancing act if you're selling T-shirts. If you're trying to optimize for, you know, T-shirt or T-shirts, um, there are a million different companies doing mm-hmm. that. It's going to be very hard to rank. But if you are optimizing for, um, you know, floral, purple, T-shirt vaporwave—that um, is something that yeah. you might actually be able to to rank for. And so it's that delicate balance of not getting so niche that there's no audience for it, but not so wide that you're just lost in the noise. And you know, it's it's interesting. Google is um, always creating new technologies and new new aspects of their, of their algorithm. They have a new thing. And if you haven't searched on this, um, this is new, new thing that's just come out in the last couple of months. Uh, do a search on the term core web vitals, C-O-R-E, web vitals, V-I-T-A-L-S. Um, mm-hmm. These are, Google is realizing that experience on the website is something that is really, really critical to having a good website. And so they're looking at things like, how long does it take for the biggest item on the site to load? And they have a thing, they have a, a term called first contentful paint that they're that they're measuring sites on of how big does it take, or how long does it take that first big piece of content to show up on the site? Um, they have another thing called FID or first input delay, which is how long does it take for the site to interact with you? And then the last is they want to make sure the site isn't like scooching around so if you're trying to click on a button that the button like doesn't move because something else got loaded and so they have all these new technical things that they're doing definitely stuff uh, worth checking out because it's it's going to be a key seo factor going into next year
1: yeah and, and i mean those are the things that you know i'm sitting here listening to you and i'm kind of in this i'm in this digital business and i'm saying wow i didn't know that um you know I, I, and you have the the small businesses, the SMEs, and even the enterprise ones, you know, who have larger staff and have, you know, people in marketing and online marketing. Um, this is complicated stuff. Okay. Um, and, you know, most businesses are there to sell their products. So how can, how can they get help from, from agencies? How can, you know, SMEs, you know, get up to speed with this? How can agencies help them?
2: So agencies, you know, the, the, Digital agencies worth their salt are staying on top of of these kinds of trends. They are reading, they are learning, they are experimenting, they are trying these things out. Um, There are, you know, these are the, the types of questions that an SME should be asking their digital agency mm-hmm. as part of any kind of you know proposal process they're doing, such that you know what are the what are the current uh, you know trends in SEO that you all are are seeing, and asking those kinds of questions. The other uh, aspect of this, uh, and you know, one of the things that we're doing at Duda is we've got a you know an entire um, section of our technology platform that's just thinking about this stuff, and so we are mm-hmm. trying to bake in as many of the technical bits that handle these kinds of things to really abstract away that complexity from the end user so if you're you know if you're building a site or your agency is building a site on Duda we are handling a lot of these things and we are thinking about these things so the agency and the SME can think about the things that they really want to be doing you know the agencies can be thinking about how do we really put in place an amazing digital strategy for this customer and the end customer can be thinking about their business and their domain expertise, be it again, you know, a restaurant or a craft shop or, you know, a a fitness studio or or what have you. Those are the things where they are experts. And so, you know, these are the, the places that we're constantly thinking about these things and just trying to bake it into the platform and abstract that complexity away.
1: Yeah, and and I think that's important for the SMBs. You know, um, as you said, you know, I'm more worried about selling my uh, purple floral T-shirt than (laughs) figuring out exactly, (laughs) exactly, exactly. Yeah. So we're getting we're getting towards the end of the show. This has been really fascinating, and um, I kind of want to have it's mid October now. Um, you know, we're in the season now. It's starting out. Um, what. What is your prediction and and what would your message be to both enterprise and um, SMBs to try to get their share and get their share of the customers this holiday season?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, for this holiday season, um, you know, again, if you haven't already updated your your website, you got to do it like this weekend. Um, you know, got to be working on it. Got to get that stuff in place. It's got to be fast. It's got to... Um, you know, work and share the message that you want to have out there. If you're selling products online, that stuff's gotta be on there and that process needs to work. Um, if you haven't started developing relationships with those customers, you know, with a, a newsletter or some other mechanism, you know, obviously be getting on that and Running that through the through the end of the year and then into next year as well. One of the other you know things that we see is you get this big rush up through um, middle of December and then a lot of things kind of go back into the lull and then there's another huge rush in you know quote normal years right after the first of the year where folks are saying okay you know new year new thing going to do a, yep. um you know get my resolutions in place and so you know thinking about those types of things as well and then the you know the other thing is try not to think just about the the one and done sale it is about that relationship it is yep. staying in contact it is you know coming up with some product that you can have a subscription to that you're always staying in contact and getting recurring revenue from your customers you know i'm seeing a lot of folks do this with things like membership sites as well. So even if they're selling an, you know, intellectual property type of, of product, you know, they're selling yeah. an online course or what have you, um, people can subscribe to those things and get the new ones when they come out. And so finding a way to look for recurring revenue in addition to just the the transactional sale and again build that relationship.
1: Yeah. Great tips. Um, really good information, uh, as we get into this holiday season and the reoccurring revenue. Uh, I can understand that. Um, yeah, you know, I've got a couple things that I get the kids and, um, you know, they're, they get a package every month. So it's a great tip. So, uh, Chris, thank you so much. It's been so great having you. And for our listeners, we've been talking to Christopher Carphy. He's the Vice President and Content Marketing at Duda. And Duda is a leading web design platform for companies that offer web design services to small businesses. Now, if you'd like to learn more about Duda, you can go to www.duda.co. And Duda is also on Facebook and on LinkedIn and on Twitter under Duda underscore Inc. And if you'd like to reach out to Chris, you can get him on Twitter at CCCAFee and also on LinkedIn under CC Coffee. And you've been listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis. Please tune in to us every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. And if you can't tune in live, then don't worry. We're on every major podcast platform. And with that, thank you for listening. Thank you, Chris.
2: Thank you, Kimberly. I really appreciate the invitation.
1: Okay, great. And listeners, tune in again next week. And you guys have a good week too.
0: Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.